You either love them or you hate them. Either way, welcome to the Away Fixture, your home for all things Premier League. I'm your host, Dakota Rock, coming at you from the Away section for stadiums across England. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to week two of the Away Fixture. I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend with family and friends. Thank you to all my listeners who listened in last week. I really appreciated seeing everybody tuning in, having to hear what they said about the episode and such. If you haven't gone to listen to episode one, I highly suggest it. I think everybody else would highly suggest it as well. Go back and check it out. It's on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So this episode, we're going to be doing a lot of a preview, a bit of a preview for the upcoming Premier League. We're going to look at Liverpool, City, United, and Chelsea. Just because those are the four teams that could really push for the top four, we're going to get into those four a little bit. I'm also going to talk about players to watch this year. There's going to be a messy mention at the beginning here just because I got asked a question about that situation and him staying at Barcelona and the big announcement that was made. So we're going to get into it. Let's get into it right now. So back to the Messi thing. Messi staying at Barcelona. He announced it last week right after I posted the episode but I got asked the question was Messi trolling or sending a message to the world sending a message to Barcelona to me he was sending a message to Barcelona and to the world I think I think a player like Messi a player of his statue a player who has been at Barcelona since he was a little kid I think he wants Barcelona to realize that just because they gave him his opportunity just because he's been there all his life that doesn't mean he plan plans to stay there or wants to stay there if they're not winning no player wants to stay at a club if they're not winning no matter how loyal they are no matter how long they've been at the club and I think that's what Messi was trying to get across I think he got tired of just winning the La Liga I think he wanted more and I think him sending that message really started to change what's taking place at Barcelona right now yes the coach got axed right after the Champions League game but I think a lot more of it is coming I think there's going to be a lot more change we've already seen Ronald Koeman the new manager of Barcelona Axe players, getting rid of Suarez, who's now on his way to uh, Juventus, Rakitic, who's on his way back to Sevilla. So I think there's going to be a lot of change in Barcelona. I think what needs to happen, though, is I think Ronald Koeman really needs to give this team an identity again. This team is lacking an identity. It's not the same team that you saw under Pep Guardiola or any other manager. I think after Pep, they really started lose, to lose their identity and their style of play that Barcelona has been known for years in the past. So I think that is that was the message or that Messi was trying to send. Do I think he really wanted to move to City? Yes, I think he wanted to play for Pep again. Did it quite work out the way he was hoping for? No. So I think he's back to Barcelona. He's back in the training. Came to, He reported for training this week. He had a meeting with Komen, sat down. Komen has new plans for that team. Playing in no, new formation, I read that he wants to move him to a 4-2-3-1, giving Messi a more attacking role and a less defensive role. Not He doesn't really want him coming back to get the ball in the midfield. He really wants him to stay up high and create goals and create scoring opportunities. From what I've read, the meeting between them was really positive. Komen told Messi that he wanted, while he was happy, he was back with the squad. He wants nothing but commitment from all his players. If the player's not going to be committed, then he doesn't want him there. And Messi was keen and promised that he was committed to the club. And I think that's huge for the club and for Messi going forward between the two. So that's my opinion on the whole Messi situation. Thank you to one of my listeners for bringing that 
that question into light. I really appreciate it. If you have any other questions, if anybody has questions going forward, just bring them up, please. I'm happy to answer them. I will try to get to as many as I can every single episode when they're brought to forth. But we're going to get into the main piece of this conversation now. We're going to get into the preview for this upcoming season, starting with the biggest question of them all, Chelsea. So Chelsea finished fourth last year in the Premier League, tied with United on points, however, did not have the goal differential to put them into that third spot. So they are going into the Champions League qualification rounds, but that's Champions League nonetheless. So we looked at it last week. We're going to look at it real quickly again, their transfer window this year. Timo Warner, Kai Havertz, Hakeem Zayish, Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, Malanga Sar. They've also had key departures of William, who went to Arsenal and Pedro as well. Out of their last five games of the season last year, they finished with three wins and two losses, ending the season on a high note with a win. But we're looking at this team. I'm looking at this team. And the only thing I can think of, and this is coming from, I guess, my experience being a coach, but when you bring in a number of players, especially num- players of caliber like Timo Warner, Kai Havertz, and such, I mean, it's going to take some time for these guys to adjust to the playing style that Frank Lampard wants them to play. So are they going to click right away? No. Preseason was shortened as well. They haven't had as long of a preseason this year due to COVID and when last season ended. So that is going to come into question too, how quickly these guys can mesh with the rest of the players along with getting familiar with the playing style that Lampard wants them to play. So that's my biggest thing is how well these players are going to catch on, how quickly they're going to catch on here. This team was also very inconsistent in my opinion last year. Well, I wouldn't say very. They were inconsistent in my opinion. They could, they had some big wins against top six teams, but at the same time, they could have some shots defeats to lower half teams teams in the bottom six bottom seven so where this team how this team plays this year is going to be interesting it's going to be fun to watch nonetheless I think with the additions of Timo Warner Kai Havertz and Hakeem Zayish that attack's going to be phenomenal when you're already having Mason Mount who's probably going to come off the bench now Christian Pulisic and you're just looking at a team that's going to be able to put more goals away in my opinion you're going to look at a team who's going to give up less goals adding in a phenomenal Tiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, Malanga Sar to also help that back line. So in my opinion, hopefully they finish better. They, I still say they finished third or fourth again this year. I think how quickly those players can gel, how quickly those players can catch on to the new system, the new players playing with new people, especially since you're adding in an international break as well. So they're missing two weeks right before the season, a week and a half, two weeks right before the season because of international break when that could be a chance for for them to gel together and play together and get to know each other. So that's my opinion on Chelsea. I'm going to say third or fourth again. I do think they play better than they did last year. I just think there's small details that might hold them back to getting first or second along just because and we have to throw in the fact that we have the other teams as well getting better just as well so that's my take on Chelsea I'm gonna say as much as I see them playing better than last year I still see them finishing third or fourth just because of everybody else and because of some small details that could be ironed out as quickly as tomorrow or not be able to get ironed out until as late as next year you never know with new players you never know how quickly that adjustment comes so that's my take on Chelsea guys So now that we looked at Chelsea, we're going to go up to Manchester now. We're going to look on the red side of Manchester. We're going to look at United real quick. United finished third last year. 
tied for points with Chelsea for third. Had that golden free angel, so they finished third. They took the last automatic Champions League slot. Last five last year, three wins and two draws ending unbeaten big signing this summer donny vanderbeek but is this signing of donny vanderbeek enough for this united team to ultimately really push for a championship really push for that top spot within the premier league to me i being a united fan i'm going to be biased here i'm going to say no i think they're still missing keep components within that defensive back line i think we could have definitely used another center back I know we're in talks with some people. I know we're in talks with a right back, but left back if we but if we can't get those defensive players, our midfield can be as good as they want, but our defense is going to struggle ultimately in the end. So I don't we're so I don't think it's going to be enough for United. This is a new look United team though from the past. I mean, Ola Gunnar Solskjaer came into this team, really took this team to another level where teams coaches couldn't in the past. We're starting to see hope from fans again. Fans are now dreaming and again of championships we're on an upward trend so i think united are in the right direction but i don't think it's going to be enough for them this year unless they can make some really big signings here after this episode post i don't see them pushing for that top spot top two i think they finished third again third or fourth i think they're going to battle chelsea out with for that last champions league slot again yeah when you're looking at this team i mean you're looking at that front line you got rashford martial greenwood coming off the bench you got bruno fernandez i mean that front line is phenomenal. You got Daniel James coming off the bench. That front line is very exciting to watch. If you're a fan of any team, you can't, I really hope you can't sit there and tell me that that front three is not a lethal threat and can really get some goals in. And that midfield three, Pogba, we got Fernandez now, we got Donny Vanderbeek again. And it's just like, and we have players coming off the bench. You got Matic, McTominay, Fred, who's still with us. I don't think that signing has gone through yet, the loan signing. But I mean, that team is phenomenal. But when you're when it comes down to it, is it enough to push past City, to push past Liverpool, to ultimately keep ground with Chelsea with the summer signing window that Chelsea just had? It's it's a big question for United right now. And again, they're on the upward trend. I just hopefully hopefully it's enough. I just I just don't see it ultimately being enough in the end of the day. One Manchester team down. We'll be back up in Manchester real soon, but we're going back down to Liverpool real quick. 2019-2020, they finished the Premier League at the top of the table. They clinched it pretty early too, so they pretty much... they. I wouldn't say run away with it, but they kind of ran away with it, guys. Key arrivals this summer is Simikas from Olympiacos. Apologize if that's not how you say his name. Key departures is Lovren and Adam Lallana. Adam Lallana is staying in the Premier League, though. He got transferred to Brighton and Hove Albion. So talking about this Liverpool team, this Liverpool team did not has not done much within the transfer market this summer. They have not made really any big signings. They made one signing. I'm not too sure about the guy. I haven't seen him play and i don't think he got in in the community shield to make things worse Simikas just got tested positive for coronavirus so he'll be out for a while dealing a big blow to the liverpool plans for the first couple weeks of the season this was not the same liverpool that we saw last year in the community shield whether that's they didn't have the players available klopp saved players going into next season whatever the reason was this was not the same liverpool that we saw last season they looked uncomfortable with the high press they left big gaps for arsenal to exploit arsenal took full advantage of them that first half they looked really poor the second half they looked better they got the goal back but it's not the same liverpool we saw last year 
And within the Premier League, one of the biggest things that needs to happen is you need to be able to sign players to make your team stronger. It's like recruiting in college. Every single year, you're bringing players in to make your team stronger. They haven't done that this year. They But when you look at City, City have signing, are signing players. United are signing players. Chelsea are signing players. And then you got Liverpool kind of up there sitting on their one signing. And you don't hear much about them in the transfer market. So whether they're getting deals done or negotiating deals with bigger players to get them in i'm not really sure you don't hear much about them but that's my opinion liverpool i think are going to be good this year but i don't i think the teams that we're kind of talking about here chelsea united city especially city i think those teams are going to give them a bigger run for their money than what they had last year and so i don't think liverpool repeats as champions i think they'll finish second or third just depending on how again united play or chelsea play and thing is really hard for me to sit here and be fully confident to say this Liverpool team repeats as champions of the Premier League when you're looking at this team from last year and looking at this year and then you're looking at the transfer market as well within the Premier League I think it's going to be hard for them I think they'll struggle a little more than what they did last year and that's my take on Liverpool guys we're going to get into City now City's going to be the last team that I highlight here Finished second last year. They scored the most goals within the Premier League last year as well. Finished with five straight wins. Two key departures are Bernardo Silva and Leroy Sané. Key additions, though, are Ferran Torres, Nathan Akaki, and Pablo Moreno. So... This is essentially the same City team we saw last year, pretty much. Silva and Leroy Sané normally came off the bench if they came in at all. I know Leroy Sané's time was very depleted towards the end of the year. So we're looking at essentially the same City team, a team that put up over 100 goals in the Premier League and only allowed 35. So signing Nathan Akaki, they signed him from Bournemouth this summer. Bournemouth is now in the championship. So keeping Nathan Akaki in the Premier Premier League is huge. And I think he'll help out that back line. He'll help John Stones and Laporte in that center back positions very well in there. Ferran Torres will help with more goals. I mean, you don't really need more goals, but you're going to get more goals with this guy on the wings. But to me, so a lot of people could question me now saying how city any different than chelsea summer transfer window so my two i kind of touched on it earlier with chelsea but my differences my two differences are city ultimately signed two players out of the four this summer who are going to play a lot of minutes within the premier league i don't see pablo moreno being so young i don't see him getting many minutes he might come off for scrub minutes at the end of games. They also signed Scott Carson. Scott Carson, I think, will be their third string goalie. Now that Claudio Bravo is gone, I do think Zach Steffen slides into that second spot. I can, I think we can see Zach Steffen getting some minutes against lower side teams possibly or even see him in the FA Cup and Carabao Cup games. So I do think Zach Steffen has secured that second that second spot within that depth chart for the goalies. I'm hoping he gets a lot of playing time. It will be good to see him in the Premier League. I haven't seen anything about him going out on loan. So I think his that second spot's his and his and up for anybody's taking. I think they're gonna have to battle him really hard though. Especially some 35 year old Scott Carson who just got signed this summer. I don't think don't see Scott Carson taking over Zach Steffen's spot. So my take for. City. I think City pushes for the title again, and I believe they can win it. I mean, this was a team who really put can put it together when they want to, and from these signings, they've made really good signings. They haven't lost really anybody within that core group of players for them. So all they really did was make additions going into this year, and that's going to be huge for them. I think Pep Guardiola 
has the right style there and i think they're going to push for that top spot and i think they're going to get back on the perch here within the within this year i think they win the premier league but you never know the world can be crazy i mean we never expected for the season just to end at the end of july either so crazy things do happen but that's my take on it so i do think city goes on to win the premier league this year we're going to get in. So now we're done with teams. We're going to get into some my exciting players that I am very looking forward to watching this year. And we're going to start it off. We're going to start off with the young American, Captain America, Christian Pulisic, plays for Chelsea. After the restart, he came on real strong for that team playing on that wing. I think if he could have had that form all year, I think it would have been a phenomenal year for him. I mean, even with, he had 25 appearances for the club, nine goals, four assists. And I think if he can, I think if he can regain his form that he had on the end of last year, I think he's going to be very dangerous and very fun to watch especially now since he has Timo Warner up front I think that's going to give him more chances at assists I think Timo Warner up there is going to take a lot of pressure off of him a lot of attention off of him it also with the signings though with Chelsea it's going to bring more competition from from him and I think he's going to really stride in that competition thrive under that pressure and I think he's going to come out better than what he has been I am very excited to watch Christian Pulisic he was the most exciting player to watch at the end of last year and I think he if he can regain that form guys from the beginning of this year and carry it on god forbid any injuries or anything like that any trouble discipline it's going to be fun to watch Christian Pulisic is going to be on the headlight of everybody's forecast everybody's going to be wanting to watch him staying with Chelsea Timo Warner is going to be very interesting to watch he has phenomenal goal scoring opportunities playing with that midfield playing with Christian Pulisic I think he's going to get his chances I mean Timo Warner is already known for scoring goals if he can bring that into the Premier League for Chelsea I think Chelsea is going to take stride and Chelsea is going to be very very good Mayton Niles I'm very excited to continue watching this kid he really broke through in that community shield and I think he's going to continue breaking through this season I think this is his big season that he's going to have I think this is going to be his breakout year I know he has appearances with the Arsenal in the past I know he this isn't his go round or his debut to the league but I think this is going to be his breakout year another player I'm excited to watch is Jack Harrison of Leeds United on loan from Man City he's been on loan at Leeds a couple places been on loan from City to Leeds last year I was hoping he was going to get a permanent deal with Leeds this year just so he can find his permanent home and kind of get going with his full-time permanent career but unfortunately that couldn't get done he's on another loan at Leeds but this guy he played every championship match for Leeds last year he scored eight assists this guy if you have not watched Jack Harrison play please go look at highlights the flair and the flashiness Jack Harrison is very exciting to watch whether he's scoring goals whether he's gaining assists he's very exciting to watch with the ball at his feet and I think I'm very excited to watch him play in the Premier League finally and go up against the best of the best here and it's going to be very fun i think he's going to be another one to really keep your eye on going forward here so here we go we're wrapping up this show i want to give you guys a little bit of an insight into what's coming next week so this coming weekend we finally have it back we finally have the premier league back we got a load of games saturday sunday we got a couple on monday i think chelsea and brian hove all being round out the schedule on monday for us I mean, let's just rejoice. Let's be 
I'm super excited for this week. I'm very excited to be back up at 6 a.m. on Saturday morning watching Arsenal-Fulham. Fulham's first match back in the Premier League. Scott Parker's first managerial debut in the Premier League. It's going to be phenomenal, guys. It's going to be a very exciting season. It's going to be a very exciting weekend. So next week, giving you a little insight, we're going to highlight some matches this from this weekend. We're going to look at the big stories, but I'm also going to take a deeper look. Because of my background, I kind of want to add something different to this podcast. I'm going to pick one game every weekend to kind of dive deeper in. I'm going to kind of give you my perspective of a more managerial look at the game stats, the formations, other things like that. That's what I'm kind of going for. So the first look that we're going to have from me this weekend comes from the Spurs Everton game. I'm very excited for the Spurs Everton game. With Everton just signing Jaimez Rodriguez and Allen along with a couple other players. I'm very excited for this team. Tottenham is always fun to watch. So that's the game I'm going to take a deeper look into. See how that goes. That's Sunday at 10.30 Central Time. So it's going to be 11.30 East Coast. And on that note, guys, we are wrapping it up for episode two of the Away Fixture. Thank you guys all for tuning into this episode. I know it wasn't the best episode it wasn't the greatest audio quality but thank you guys for joining me this week i'm looking forward to continuing this relationship with you guys going forward here and i'm very excited to get the weekend going with the premier league back in town like always guys if you like what you listen to if you're looking forward to continuing this journey with me go ahead and subscribe on apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast if you like it please rate it the ratings are huge please just take five seconds of your day to give it a five star rating or whatever you choose leave a little comment please go ahead and follow it on instagram or twitter it's at the away fixture at both of those again guys thank you so much for joining me this week i'm looking forward to this weekend i'm looking forward to doing it again thank you guys and i'll see you next time